Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead, and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet wiener. So listen, Laverne, you I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seeds. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Welcome in. It's the Barbecue Central Show. The live fire fun and frivolity show. If you missed the first hour, shame on you, but don't worry. We're recording video and audio at the same time. First hour will be available tomorrow in the morning early and the second hour on Thursday in the morning early. Don't forget, still to come on this show, Robin Lindars from GrillGirl.com. A quickly, fast-growing favorite part of the show right here is the watch cam segment. So we'll go watch cam right now. There it is. A watch. Stephen DeFranco is the jeweler here as well, um, where we saw it. But this is a Philip and Company Diver 55 dual-colored bezel. It's uh, black for 40 minutes around. And it's blue for 20 minutes. Uh, that's specifically for, like, divers. I mean, like, uh, the chance of me ever going into the water with this watch is uh, 0%. Get that freak stuff out of here. So uh, let me pull this one off for you and give you a quick look around here. Uh, again, this is the Philip and Company. Come on. Focus, Lamar. You know, it's it's the lighting I think that really flips it. There you go, Philip and Company, Diver Fifty Five. Again, two tone bezel. You have black on the top. You have blue here. I actually don't even have it set right. If you uh, look on this side, uh, that thing there that's supposed to be at the twelve, uh, technically. And then the first 20 minutes are uh, blue, but I like uh, having blue on the top and uh, blue on the bottom and then black on the top. It's just my aesthetic preference. Uh, this watch for purchase can be found at Philip and Company or philipandcowatches.com, or you can just go right over to Stephen DeFranco's website, of course, and chat it up with him. He'll probably give you a deal. It's a 43-millimeter stainless steel case. With black and blue unidirectional rotating ceramic bezel. And this is what we look like from a thickness standpoint. There's a F on the crown there. And we have a, a single deployment clasp. So it uh, snaps. Oh, let me get that out of it. So it snaps once, and then you have uh, this portion that snaps over for a double lock, which is nice. And then on the opposite side here, you can see it's got the uh, Philip and Company engraving on the side of the case. And this particular bracelet is called a five-row stainless steel bracelet. Five-row. I don't know what that means. That's a five-row bracelet. And uh, the face actually is... Uh, you, Probably can't see it too much because of the glare. Is sunburst, but they also have a flat black dial. If you can see it in person, it's kind of got more of a, of a sunniness to it, if you will. Uh, but once again, your watch cam for this evening is the Philippin Company Diver 55. This is uh, just released maybe uh, six months ago or something. So if you're looking for a diver watch... This might be something you want to consider. It's not like Submariner priced. And a lot of those get into the 15000 plus range. Uh, this is uh, much more economical. 
but quality. And, and believe it or not, Phillip lives right here in Cleveland on the west side. So he's the guy that makes the watches, and stands behind them. It's all fun and exciting. Uh, by the way, this is an automatic watch, so it is fully decorated with the ETA 2824-2 mechanical automatic movement. And what I have come to find out in my years of uh, watch collecting is the stuff with the quartz and the batteries and stuff, you know, they don't really hold their value, but uh, this watch, if you buy it and then you want to look to sell it 10 or 15 years down the road because it's an automatic movement watch, uh, this will hold its value. So whatever you pay for it now, uh, there's a more than 90% chance that if you decide to sell it in 15 years, whatever you paid for it, you will at least get that back out of it. So from an investment standpoint, not too bad either, but uh, I love the black. I love the blue. What can I tell you? I'm that kind of watch guy. Don't forget, coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less this Friday is episode 155. So make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast in order to take part in the best moments show. We're counting down to one more. Next week will be three solid years of best of shows, if you can believe it or not. John Solberg has been putting together and executing, engineering, hosting, and producing the Barbecue Central show, the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less for three years. Holy moly. Look at you, John. Congratulations. All right. Let's go ahead and make way for Robin Lindars from the Grill Girl. I'll quickly talk to you about Southside Market. Established in 1882, Southside Market and Barbecue is the oldest barbecue joint in Texas. They've been owned and operated by the same family for three generations. Offering premium Central Texas barbecue products, slow smoked over real wood, shipping, distributing, and manufacturing sausages from companies across the U.S., from food trucks to multi-chain restaurants, Southside Sausage can be on your menu as well. All meats are processed in that on-site USDA-inspected facility, a trusted partner with a focus on quality and authenticity. Wholesale options are available, shipping nationwide via the FedEx, although I hate them right now. Food service distribution through Cisco, U.S. Foods, and Martin Foods. Co-packaging capable from research and development to package completion. They can follow your recipe or help you develop something brand new from scratch. They also have private label opportunities available as well. Visit southsidemarket.com for more information or to get your online shopping done. Visit southsidemarket.com and as you're checking out, use promo code BBQCENTRAL for 10% off your entire online order each time, every time. That's promo code BBQCENTRAL, all lowercase, and one word for 10% off your entire order at southsidemarket.com. Robin is in the green room. She's ready to rock and roll to close out 2020. I'm ready to rock and roll right along. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. visits from a killer hog, a cooking guy, a man named Meathead, the author of Barbecue Bible, a grill girl, a bristly barbecue journalist, and the male feasance of the barbecue world known as the Embedded Correspondence, only found right here on the Barbecue Central Show. This portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in two sizes, a host of accessories to boot. Whether you're a beginner, 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 or professional, this is definitely a cooker you want to add to the arsenal. Visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. It is the third Tuesday of the month, and you know what that means. It is a visit from the creator of grillgirl.com, Robin Lindars. Hey, Robin! Hey! Happy holidays! Happy, happy holidays to you and yours, Robin, at Robot Ranch. 
Yes, yes. You are making exciting time. Yeah, you're making very ranch. big uh, progress. I saw perhaps a Pootmeister over there uh, throwing cement down for mm-hmm. like foundations and whatnot. Yeah, wow. yeah. We're it's it's coming together. We're actually going to have bees on the property too. So you maybe when one Christmas we'll get bees bees from me. Yeah. Are you saying we, bees? Um, I, yes. Like honeybees. Like, like honeybees. Hmm. It's it's super interesting. I um I I'm gonna have to get a beekeeper suit. I'm gonna have to put one on my list <laughs> for Christmas. Did but, you know that only uh, bees and dogs can smell fear? Really? Yes. How about that? Well, well, alrighty. Who knew? Who knew? I knew that. Yeah, I didn't know that. So just real quick, because I know we're going to get into the other stuff, but it is kind of interesting. So in order to get your your tax exemption, you can do things like keep a cow or um, like your agriculture certificate, you know, your agriculture. Basically, it's it's how you lighten your taxes, if you will. And so I'm not beekeeping, but we're allowing people to keep bees on our property um basically they need a place for the bees to go and we're happy to have them and i'll get a little bee a little honey out of it and um yeah kind of exciting it's and i'll get to share the experience with you guys because i i think it's kind of cool to see how it works are you uh, charging like beehive rent to these people no, I mean for us it works because we'll get like our like our tax exemption and yeah. um and then we'll get some free honey. But it's kind of interesting just to see the whole process that they like. I'm learning more about it. They actually take the bees. This guy like takes all his bees and then he puts them in a semi and um a semi. Then he transports them. Yeah, he puts they put them in a truck and they transfer all, all these bees to California to pollinate the almond trees. Isn't that crazy? And then they bring them back. really you guys will hear more about this i'll have more honey recipes on my website i'll probably have more honey in my marinades and things maybe in 2021 the only thing that i'm seeing about (laughs) honey these days is a state farm commercial uh, where the guy offers jake from state farm uh, chunk honey he like pulls one of those panels out of the hive and he just starts eating it i I don't even think that really happens in real life maybe it does i don't know but i was both grotesque and fascinated all at the same time but my uh, wife's aunt used to keep uh many hives down in southern ohio and that was like the gift that we looked forward to the most every year is we would get two big mason jars full of southeast ohio honey and it was had a really deep caramel color and the flavor was incredible but the most unique thing that i had come to learn was if you eat honey that is local to you it has a tendency to wipe out your seasonal allergies. So that was an, an yeah. additional benefit of eating honey. Aside from just being delicious, it goes in my barbecue sauce, and you know my wife will put it in, in uh, tea and all this other crap. But uh, it's actually a good health benefit, especially if you suffer from allergies. You should find some local honey around you and start consuming it. It will help you out. How about that? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So maybe one day I'll sell Grill Girl honey because the guy who's putting it on our our land is just like purely wholesale guy. And huh. what was funny is all the stuff that we've been trying to get removed off the property is the stuff that the bees like supposedly the best. Like all the invasive species we've been trying to remove is is what they are attracted to. So who knew? Life is funny, but yeah, never a dull moment. So, so good stuff going on. So are you saving? Uh, is it a property tax thing that you're? You're getting out of or what? Getting out of kind yeah, of a weird phrase, should I say, uh, uh, maneuvering around or like what What do we want to say to make yes. it not sound illegal? No, it's legal. It's just you get you get a lower tax. It's it. it you get a different tax exemption uh, for doing agriculture type stuff on your yeah. land. So how much so. space is this guy taking up? Is he like putting down 500 hives or like 50 or what are we looking at from a space standpoint and in a sheer volume i just i just met with them the other day so i don't totally know i mean they looked at a couple places and we'll see oh that's to be continued oh so he hasn't given you the we're going to use the robot ranch space yet he's he's got other potential properties in mind well no he's definitely going to do it he has hives on like 600 other places um and they came and checked it out and uh, we signed like a certificate the other day and we're gonna gonna do it look at this so what kind of volume is this guy pumping out uh i mean gallons would you guess like a nine thousand gallons or 50 or 
I don't even know how much a lot of honey is. Like, like these big barrels, but I can't remember what he said. Are they 55 gallon barrels, you think? Like food grade barrels? Yeah. Like the drums, yes. I think. That's got to be 50 gallons at least. It's it's a lot. I mean, he sells it only wholesale, and he sells it to some guy out of Miami yeah. who bottles it and huh. sells it at Public. So it's enough to sell at a major food mar- like wow. supermarket chain. Unbelievable. Well, this yeah, is very crazy, exciting. Right? I'm learning all kinds of crazy stuff. I thought the, the thing that was most interesting was that they transport the bees to pollinate them. I mean, to pollinate stuff in California. Could you imagine seeing just like a semi-truck full of bees? <laughs> just no. going down like, I can't road. imagine how they even get them to stay in the hive without, I mean, you know what it's like rolling down the road. Now imagine you're a bee in a hive. You're getting tossed around willy-nilly in the back of a drive-in trailer. I would imagine by the time you open that door for the first time, they're like a swarm ready to get the hell out of there. Oh, yeah. No, I am i can't wait to like live stream this for you guys. It's yes. got to be like super interesting. I can't wait. So yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. We get to see your, uh, my your, your bee supply. harvesting on Robot Ranch. And uh, so are you going to start beegirl.com? You know, who the heck knows? Um, I think we'll just add honey recipes for now. Maybe yeah. we'll sell it one day. Who the heck knows? I feel like 2021, you know, it's all I options. Mean, you know, it's got to be. Yeah, we got lots of options. So, um, yeah, really coming into my own over there. Nice. So good stuff. All right. So we have a week and a half left before Christmas hits. And one of the things that you are most well known for is the yearly gift guide. And you're celebrating your 10th year in existence of gift guide yeah. recommending. So congrats on that. Uh, what are we looking at from, yeah, a, from a gift? Like, what are you suggesting people get for their live fire lover? Well, there's this one new grill on the market that I just think is the coolest thing. And um, whenever I post pictures of this grill, uh, there, there it is. It's the Gold Chef Grill. Um, I discovered this grill. This guy's out of Miami, and he reached out to me. That's where I used to live. And um, and so what it is is it's very similar. To, it's basically like a salamander, um, like a portable salamander or like a um, – like what are they called? The auto wild grills or like a beefer, yep. except this one – is um it cooks vertically so um the fat drips down to the bottom you can easily remove it and then you can also put a rotisserie in it which is super cool (laughs) and then um you put it in a little backpack and you can transport it and i I just think it's really fun because it comes with all the accessories and it's easy to use uh for you know for like me and scott you do a couple steaks can you do more than can um, you do more than one at a time on that thing you could do like two steaks at a time, two big steaks, um, or like four or five chicken breasts. Um, what I think is really cool is you can also do like El Pastor, you know, or like roasted chicken. I roast snipe because Scott, that's his bird is snipe, um, which are like small little chickens. Um, but yeah, what I love about it is it's just so darn easy. And it's, yeah, it's like basically like setting up an infrared, you know, heating like a infrared grill, you know, on a table. It's like a little tabletop infrared grill. But um you know, usually when you see these beefers or the auto wilds, they're like about a thousand dollars, nine ninety nine ish. Oh yeah. And this one um, retails at two ninety nine, wow. and um, I have a promo code that if if you guys want to get one, um, it's one hundred and thirty off. So, um, so it's a really killer deal if you if you go to my website and look at the um, at the promo code is like GC. You have to look at it. So I think it's GCO one. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great deal. I put that on Instagram a couple of weeks ago and people went crazy for it. And you can, you'll see, you'll see a lot of reviews on this grill. People are really excited about it. So that's kind of, I think that's my fun pick for something under $500 for someone who wants something easy. You get the whole grilling experience. So that's probably like the number one on my list this year. And then I've got some old standbys, you know, I've got the, the, um, Green Mountain Grill, Daniel Boone. Cause I, I feel like, Everyone's still getting in their their pellet. Um, some people are still starting on their pellet journey. We've been doing this for a while, right, Greg? But, oh, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, and I think, you know, these days people have so many options in the world of pellet smokers. But what I know I can recommend is that the Green Mountain Grill, like I just they've always been there for me as far as like their customer service. I feel like they continue to innovate their technology. Um, so, so yeah, that's, that's another one I recommend if, if you, if people are looking to get into pellet smoking, I've got some fun, um, stocking stuffer type items. Like 
I think anyone, everyone should, uh, if even if you're if you are not in the market for a new grill, there's a lot of people who um, might have shitty grills where the like you know the the um, grates are burned out and <laughs> you know and um, but maybe you don't have the money to buy like that grill you want. You can get more life out of it by using some grill grates. You know, a lot of people get those just so they can resuscitate an old grill. So grill grates are great for just about anyone who. Um, this is actually I took some pictures from some steak cook-offs I did uh, for for these. But yeah, so grill grates are what you'll see everyone in the SCA, the Steak Cook-Off Association, using to get those really kick-ass char marks. Um, and the beauty of these is that uh, if you flip them over then you can use the grill grates as a griddle. So it's got the added bonus to that as well. So um, really what it can do is extend the life of your grill, give you kick-ass char marks, and also give you basically that whole flat top cooking experience that a lot of people are, a lot of people are really into, you know? Um, so, so that's another one. And then I have some fun ones. Um, this is something that I discovered this year that I think is really fun. It's the Hamama microgreens kit. And um, this is just, I, well, the idea behind it is that microgreens pack a nutritional punch. And so, you know, uh, you'd have to eat and get like so much, so many stalks of broccoli to get like the same amount of nutrients that you might get in like microgreens. Right. And so, um, you grow these in like seven days, you put them on, you virtually, you cannot kill them. Cause trust me, if you could, I would have done that by now. <laughs> um, and, uh, and so pretty much, you know, anyone anywhere can grow some some uh, veg and it's easy to just you know chop some up put it on a salad put it on whatever it's it's like garnish right and so um, I've been loving it just as someone who likes to take food for uh, food photos you always need a pop of green to lighten up all that brown right like as we as barbecue and grilling people you know think about your Instagram Instagram feed it's always like brown 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 so much brown now you get that pop of, of green to lighten up your photos, but just also a nutritional punch. So um, I got some of those earlier this year and people uh, were just like, oh my God, where'd you get that? Are you an ambassador for them? And I'm like, no, I'm not an ambassador for them. I just think this is cool. And then you can start like mix and matching your, um, your seeds, you know? So I think there's a lot of opportunity with these as they, especially if they come out, start coming up with, um, things outside of like fenugreek and, and watercress and all the different stuff um, maybe to mix in with marinades i think could be really cool so so these are all those are just some a few of the things i'm recommending this year and there's always of course homemade gifts as well i think s'mores kits are always fun for the griller in your life or for their kids you know marshmallows chocolate um graham crackers and you can you know decorate it cute and get your kids involved and this is like a fun thing to give to like friends or hostess gifts or um you know, neighbors or whatever, or just those random gifts with, you know, so you're not caught off guard. You have, you have a bunch created in your back pocket and you can gift them. Uh, so this is something I've been doing for a couple of years because I love s'mores. Kids love s'mores and you can make a s'mores kit with all your basic ingredients, a mason jar and skewers. Skewers are your roasting stick and you can do them over your grill, even over, you know, uh, if you're, if you, even if you don't do it outside, you can use it on your burner. So just, you know, I like to do DIY gifts too, because um, it's nice to be thoughtful, right? It's that's sometimes something homemade really goes a long way versus just something you might order off Amazon. If you you're going to do it homemade, <clears throat> is there a fine line that you can be walking to where you give somebody a gift and it looks like, hey, I didn't want to spend any money on you. So here's this gift or... Hey, look at this gift I made for you. It's so awesome. Blah blah blah. How do you make sure that you're not on the the the, the former end of that stick? I think you have to recognize your audience. You know, like um, if you get a cool food, if or if you do like a, a fun homemade foodie gift, you only want to make sure that recipient is someone who's really going to appreciate it. You know, like um, it, some, some gifts are lost on people, on certain people, you know, um, like here's a good example. I have this Meyer lemon tree that I, I have um, toted around, you know, it, it made the move with me last year. I actually have three and only one is blooming or one is producing fruit after like four years. And so um, I've done this before in my last tree before it died 
was um, you take these Meyer lemons and you make preserved Meyer lemons, which is, uh, you'll see that in like Moroccan cooking and it's great for making marinades or uh, mixing into a compound butter, or even putting in like salad dressing. And so I have a very finite batch of these Meyer lemons that I grew in my backyard. And so for me to make preserved Meyer lemons, which I have that the directions for that on my website, and you don't have to grow them in your backyard. You could just buy them. They have them at Trader Joe's, but it's, it's a fun foodie gift either way. Um, but, you know, those are going to people who I only know will like appreciate them, which is um, one is like my foodie friend here. Uh, that's my Instagram friend. And we turned into like real life friends. Um, you know, she's a foodie and I'm, and you know, and she's already like, yes, I can't wait. Like, you know, so I think you have to also understand the, the, you know, the, the end person. And if, if they can appreciate your homemade gifts or not, they're not for everyone, you know, is there something that you saw this year? I mean, I understand as I've, talked about since march that all of a sudden this year has become unlike any other year is there one of those uh gimmicky things like a grill bot or something that meathead and i talked about last week that you know it, boy it looked great but what a piece of shit that was uh, is there anything this year that you would steer people away from if they're talking about "Ooh, this is what i'm going to get my husband or wife or whatever yeah, it's so funny you mentioned the grill bot because they tried to send me one of those like I want to say six years yeah, ago. They tried to sell everybody that had back. live fire in their name. Uh, you know, they just you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the and worst Father's Day gift ever. It, like, yeah, like what? You can't clean your own grill. You need yeah. a robot to do it. Right. You know, but um, I keep seeing all these like new wireless meat thermometers like um like like that one meter you know what i'm talking about and they did a big campaign for uh you know all the influencers and they want you to use the meter and blah 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 um i think that's gimmicky uh i i don't know that's just me um i've heard it from others that it was and and it may not even just be the meter i think there's a couple like that you know but it's they promise the wi-fi and they tell you everything and they're going to make you a perfect cook and yada 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 um, I don't trust it. That's just me. Uh, but I, I, I just, and I, you know, I think like, like we are, Greg, you see a lot of stuff come across and you have to be suspect, you know, because for, also for me as a person, like I only have a, a, I have a finite amount of storage. Like I have to be like, do I really need this ridiculous gadget in my life? Yep. You know, like, can I press my burgers myself or, you know, whatever. Um, so, um, yeah, I think I think the meter thermometer has it sounds really sexy, but it, it makes me think of like the sharper image version of like meat thermometers. If you were going to get one, like you know what I mean. Um, I don't think you can. I don't think you can go wrong with just the thermopen still. Yeah, it's tough for me too. I was just talking with Stephen Reichlin in the first hour. He's tried three of them, and he was very positive of his review. I think you know. Like a lot of times, especially as you had mentioned with the meter, that thing has been out for years, out for years. It did millions of dollars on any number of those crowdfunding uh, websites like Indiegogo and uh, the other Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. I mean, millions uh, on each website. And then they took forever to trickle out and they didn't have the Wi-Fi connectivity that they said they were going to have. And the Bluetooth connectivity was like nine feet or less if you had the top down on the grill. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, who cares? And then it's still nobody was getting them. However, uh, I have to say, with a Stephen Reichlin getting behind it a little bit, Malcolm Reed has also said that uh, he is now a bit of a champion. Um, you know, these are people that hold weight with me. And uh, so I will yeah. begin to roll back the... The, the disdain that I had for them, but uh, you know, we'll see. Can I uh, hold you over for a couple more minutes after I get done sure. with this read? All right, stand by. We'll be back with more sure. Robin from Grill Girl. Uh, I'll talk to you quickly about the barbecue. I'm sorry, Green Mountain Grills. That's right. We Robin just mentioned that. That's on her gift guide for 2020. Uh, there's two different ones to choose from: a prime line, a choice line. If you want to save some bucks, here you go. Choice line, Jim Bowie, Daniel Boone. If you want to spend a couple extra bucks because you want some tech, you know, then you can go ahead and get the prime line. You have two internal meat probes. You have look-in windows on the main cooking chamber, on the pellet hopper. You have Wi-Fi connectivity, so you can get the Green Mountain Grill app and use that to its fullest extent as well. They also have a Prime Plus. 
And within the cooking chamber, there's headlights, and I believe that one also offers you a fold-down front shelf where the Prime is fixed. And the Choice Line doesn't have one. So depending on what you want, a lot of different options to choose from. They do sell through dealers, so go to GreenMountainGrills.com and find a dealer near you. And then go visit them if they're taking visitors, where you can learn all about them. And then take one home. You'll be well-educated, and you will not have a, a bad first experience. Everything will be great right off the rip, and you will be headlong into live fire cooking at that point. GreenMountainGrills.com. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. Accessories, sauces, rubs, and pellets as well over there. Don't forget about that pizza oven insert. That's GreenMountainGrills.com. We're back with more Robin from GrillGirl.com. Stick around. We'll be right back. Celebrating over 10 years of prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. And yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. This portion brought to you by Smithfield. Head on over to smithfield.com and get tips from pitmasters like Chris Lilly, Darren Worth, under Cervantes, and Childs Cridlin. Mouthwatering flavor and no artificial ingredients. Smithfield, fresh pork, quite simply, some of the finest pork money can buy. Trusted choice of world championship pitmasters to use in competitions and at home. And we welcome back Robin from grillgirl.com. Robin, look at this comment coming in from Guy Chisholm. Green Mountain Grill gimmick, I say. Hogwash. It's not a gimmick. That's a good cooker, I think. You know, one thing that I have to say is there's a lot of cookers out there right now. And uh, it's, it's, it's almost like anything else. You could buy the most expensive like you know this watch right here if if a hundred people bought it and 99 people like me are having no issue with like one of the most comfortable watches ever but the hundredth person uh the the spring inside of it broke and a week later it's not keeping the right time and no matter what without taking it back somewhere well this person is getting on the internet and this watch, I paid X amount. It's a piece of crap, and I could have bought a Seiko for eight bucks, and it would keep better time, and all of this other stuff. Uh, I think similarly uh, goes along in uh, any other type of industry. I saw it in the trucking industry with the engine that Peterbilt offers as their own, that being an MX engine. You see it with pellet cookers. People hate on Traeger. People hate on Green Mountain Grills. Uh, by and large, though, I think. Uh, you know, Green Mountain Grills is a, a very reputable. Oh boy, it sounds like I'm a shill here uh, because they sponsored the show. But I mean, I know the owner and I know the the ethics and the thoughts there, and things are going to fall through the cracks yeah. from time to time. But by and large, I think the biggest, uh, the the biggest pellet manufacturers out there are trying to do the right thing. Yeah, and I would say with any with any pellet smoker, like anyone is kidding themselves if they think that it's going to run perfectly 24-7. And not maintenance-free either, right? I mean, I think people get pellet cookers and they think it's maintenance-free, but it's not. It's not. I If I had, a, like, a dollar for every time I was out in the hot Florida sun, sweating my ass off, cleaning out my pellet smoker, trying to get, like, a clog out, you know, probably because of the hum- you know humidity and yeah. pellets are not always friends, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think... What what you look for in a company is is people who make it easy to troubleshoot those issues that you're going to have and replace those parts that are going to, um, you know, have, you know, crap out over time and that make that whole process that much easier, you know, and, and I can say I've I've done troubleshooting on my Green Mountain Grill and they've always been great to work with. And I've seen, you know, my dad had a Traeger back in the day. And I, you know, I, I didn't see it as easy to, for him to uh, go through that whole process of part replacement and things like that. So I think that's where really it comes into the, the company and the customer service behind it and them standing behind their products and yada, yada, yada. So um, that's why I just put that out there. Anyone who invests in a pellet smoker, like you said, is not maintenance free. It's, um, you know, who's going to be the easiest to deal with? <laughs> you know, well, uh, look, Robin, I think we've inspired some trolls coming out because if you look at here, all pellet smokers suck. I don't know anyone who is happy with theirs. So I had to sound the alarm right here. 
uh, obviously, uh, who's saying Darnell. Uh, Darnell Medley is uh, saying this. Of course, I'm sure he's kidding, but uh, my alarm isn't going off for something. There we go. Uh, look, I say this with peace and love. Peace and love. Peace I'm saying it with love. peace and love. Uh, I know a lot of happy pellet cookers. I'm one of them. And from time, you know what? The more I think about with all of my pellet cookers that I've had, aside from an occasional flame out here or there, I have never had a catastrophic event in the 10 plus years that I have had a pellet cooker. And I have a Lang and I have a, a, a Pit Barrel and Weber Smoky Mountains and, you know, everything in between. But I just have never had a catastrophic pellet event. And that's awesome. You know, know what I think, I'm too? This is what... No, I, and it's great. And I, I see so, so many of my girlfriends on Instagram and the pellet smokers, the only grill they've ever known, you know, um, they've never really had to uh, like literally like control a fire. You know what I mean? Like, because they just press the button um, and, the, and they, I don't think they've had, you know, they, I don't see any, they're not upset. That's, they love it. You know um, now, what was I going to say? I've lost my train of thought. But yeah, they they, they they have their pluses and minuses for sure. I've had my ups and downs with mine. Yep. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Is I think, actually, what I've seen is that when you use your pellet smoker all the time, it almost seems to work better. You know what I mean? Kind of like like a car, like a, if you have like a Honda and you drive it all the yep. time versus like if you have a car that sits in the driveway and it doesn't get driven enough and then you have problems. Like I feel like that's how I am with mine and that I have so many different grills in my backyard that my pellet smoker is not my 24-7 grill. It's kind right. of like my once or twice a month grill. And then, you know, by that time I haven't used it. Maybe some things got um, like clogged or maybe some pellets got hardened. So I, I do feel like there there's a way with, with pellet smokers. It's almost like you you have to kind of keep that that machine finally oiled and tuned and keep it going. You know what I mean? So so maybe maybe that's part of it as well. That's just a little theory that that I have along with Scott. Or we, we maybe you're buying cheap pieces of crap and you're getting exactly what you paid for, right? I mean, if you're buying a hundred and seventy dollar pellet cooker, then I, I would expect that your your expectation as a consumer should be way down on the totem pole than if you're buying something in the nine hundred to eighteen hundred to two thousand dollar range. Uh, which is going to, I mean, I mean, give me a break, right? I mean, what are we talking about? All right, look, uh, let's get off of this and go to food trends. So we're closing out 2020. You know, everybody laughed at me almost a year ago when I said uh, the first show in January of 2020, that 2020 was rapidly coming to a close. But look who's right. I am. 2020 is almost over. As you look back on this year, which has been like no other, what food trend came up? that maybe you didn't think was going to happen or was on the cusp and really hit home in a major positive way, uh, things that you're going to take away from a food trend in 2020? Well, I don't, and this won't be a surprise to anyone, but I think the food trend that no one was expecting was everyone baking bread, specifically sourdough. <laughs> like you remember at the beginning of yeah. like, and that was so unexpected because January, everyone was like, fuck yeah, I'm getting back on the bandwagon. I'm so keto. I'm all about maximizing my macros and blah, blah, blah. And five seconds later, everyone's like, just kidding. I need comfort food. And someone just gave me a batch of sourdough starter. And now I'm making my own batch and we're all baking bread and we want to eat carbs because we're stressing yeah. right now. I which think it's is because they were watching the Tiger King at the same time. <laughs> the tiger king got everyone through yes. like the first yeah. like round of lockdowns we're like what's going on oh thank god for the tiger king um so i think i think that was like what was not expected um just because it was kind of like a what you know like i even have girlfriends on my on instagram and it would like one girl's name was like it literally was like maximizing my macros or whatever which is like such a keto thing to say and the next thing you know, she's like totally baking sourdough. Um, so the other thing I think that that uh, came across the the threshold from being something that was a little bit more rare to more common day in 2020 was tri-tip. Now hear me out on this, is that um, 
historically tri-tip has been more of a west coast cut right like on the east coast you just do not see tri-tip like at the grocery store yeah and but i feel like this was the year that even people who don't or haven't usually had tri-tip in their their universe made a point to find it and cook it it was kind of like it became it became i at least i felt like and this is of course my view of the world according to all my little barbecue people but you know what i mean like everyone's like oh tri-tip is great and it's like it has been great you know and it's it's cool to see more people getting into it um some other things i think that we'll see next year um so those are the those are like the two things that stick out in my head for 2020 is and i don't know if you saw our spreadsheet where we we write about what like some talking points was i think the biggest food trend of 2020 is eating and drinking your feelings (laughs) you think and and drinking (laughs) Hmm. i'm gonna drink my feelings now right like it's been i don't think anyone's you know, probably drank as much as early in the day as, as, um, I don't know, at least like the the year started out stressful, right? Everyone, their kids home from school, trying to figure it out. Um, and then you've got the, what you, what do they call it? The quarantine 15 from all those carbs, like people just wanted comfort food. Um, so anyway, I think some stuff we'll see moving into 2021 is, for me, here's the cut of meat that I think everyone's trendy on right now is picanha. Um, now everyone, at least that's what I see, everyone on their feed is like, I'm cooking picanha, I'm cooking picanha. They're showing how, you know, you can smoke it whole, you slice it up, put it on the big skewer, whatever. But that's like, I see that as being like like what tri-tip was this year. Are you um, seeing it as a, um, should, are we calling it a picanha renaissance? Because I want to say two years ago was when it first hit. And I remember talking about it on the show with a couple different people. And then it uh, it seemed to like hit and go away. And you're right. I do see it starting to, to make a comeback. So is this like version two of picanha? Will it be... Or will it have seen its best days by the end of Q1 of 2021, do you think? Or will it continue through the year? I think it'll continue. I mean, maybe it's because I'm I'm networking a lot with more, like I'm trying to network with more women too on Instagram. You know, it's like the, the girl that grills type movement or grill girl, you know? Um, right. So I think more people are discovering it. Um, and then I think there's some other stuff that, that I'm seeing that I, I hope to see more of. Um, and that's like this innovation in, in grilling, right? Like, so, so in late 2018, we saw Masterbuilt and Kamado Joe, um, you know, since they had joined forces and they came out with the gravity fed pellet smoker. Well, now we're seeing fusion in that, um, now, and I haven't seen it on their website, but I've seen it by the guys that work there. We're seeing them connect pellet smoke augers to Kamado's. Um, so that you have like, have you seen this yet? Well, Kamado Joe came out with a, a, a pellet fueled version of their ceramic cooker. Yes, yep. but it's not on their website yet. Right. Like I, I'm going to, I'm seeing more like technology around people. And I'm also seeing outside of them, people making parts to like convert a like Weber kettle to running on pellets and things like that. Yep. So I think what we're going to start seeing is is more like fusion and modification in in the world of grilling. Like think about how, you know, like you can get a Jeep and you can accessorize and modify a Jeep like Wrangler. I feel like people are going to start doing more of that in 2021, or maybe I just hope they do. (laughs) Because I think it's it's really fun to watch and see. And I just also like to see innovation in the market. I just think it's nice and refreshing to see people doing something different. Mm and exploring how how you can do it, you know, how you can cook over a fire. Do you think that uh, a trend for next year is going to be the continuance of the plant-based revolution? I mean, I remember I thought at the beginning of the year that that is something that was going to continue to, to dominate. It's, I mean, it certainly hasn't gone away by any stretch, but I thought perhaps if the year would have trended in the normal way, it would have been absolutely monster. I don't know if they backed off of it or if it just didn't pick up steam because everybody was home and they didn't want it. They didn't give a shit uh, about if they ate meat seven days a week and 
uh, and whatever else and plant-based wasn't in the diet like you were talking about, like everybody was on keto and then all of a sudden, boom, they were off the keto thing for good for this year because it was this year. Uh, do you think that plant-based will make a resurgence of, of sorts or uh, make a real big growth into 2021? I, you know what's so weird about that is that you're right, like it was trendy. And then I, I felt like I, I stopped hearing about it. It's like it's there, but it, it's almost like it lost its steam. Um, so I, it's hard for me to say because I feel like my positioning on it is very um, biased because I only hang out with people that really eat a lot of meat. And I only have like one vegetarian friend. <laughs> so um, that, So I almost feel like my my opinion is not correct but i i kind of almost hope it goes away only that it's not it's not the idea of the plant based that bothers me i think it's great um what i do find really gross is all the weird ingredients that they put in most of these yeah. right like yeah. you might as well just eat a burger if you're going to eat all that weird shit that they put in something to make it taste like a burger that's what makes me feel like is the weirdest thing about it is that people are trying to be healthy and maybe and also of course being better for the environment but meanwhile these things are so processed and like engineered that they it doesn't seem right that you would want to eat it better for the environment but not real good for you and your diet what's the right like it seems counterintuitive to me like maybe i should just eat a black bean burger right. that i make with black beans and something else versus this weird shit that i can't pronounce in the ingredient list what's the biggest thing you've missed this year i've really just missed being able to leave the house without having to have an effing mask in my purse or attached to my person and have one for hunter and you know uh just i'm so over masks and seeing dirty masks on the floor all of it i'm just i'm just tired of it do you think that at some point we will be back to normal in 2021 and when and if so like when do you think normal happens you know it's really hard to say i i do believe that we are in the middle of a war of information right now and people have to dig really hard to find information that is truthful um and that they have to go outside of the mainstream media to to actually figure out what's really going on because there's so much censorship and there's so many um there's so much so much of the information you don't know what to believe because everyone has um an agenda and so um, I think if people actually wake up to what's going on, then maybe we can go back to normal. And if they don't, then I think the tyranny of the masks and the the whole like planned pandemic will continue, and will and that will be part of the bigger plan to get everyone used to wearing masks all the time. Um, so, what does that mean? What are so you yeah, getting? At? I, what are you driving at there? I I just think I think all of this was planned. Like I think the, all of this was the whole part pandemic of plan. was planned. I I think if it wasn't planned, it was a great opportunity, and and anyone can go on and, and go on to Google and look up the Great Reset, which is uh, the World Economic Forum has talked about the Great Reset, and um and basically said that COVID was an excellent opportunity to implement the Great Reset, and. Uh, that's why I find this to be, you know, not none of this is coincidental. What's happening? I don't understand. What is, what are we resetting? <laughs> you you think this was a planned um, like this was a planned uh, release? Do you think like this is real or that it's not? I think it's a real, definitely real virus. Um, but if if you go and look and see what a lot of people, a lot of people are like the World uh, Economic Forum said this is an excellent opportunity to basically put our plan in place it's an excellent opportunity to reset the world and and you know put this action plan in place which is the the new world order what is that what's the new world order the new world order is is the idea that uh what are called globalists and a lot of leaders have been talking about for for years and years which is basically like a, a one world government and um yeah, it's it's kind of scary stuff, but the Great Reset is is you guys can Google this, and I swear I'm not crazy. Go on Google and plug in the Great Reset, and a lot of the major world leaders like 
Prince Charles, the um, uh, what are the guy's names? Uh, Klaus Schwab, the guy from World Economic Forum. Uh, you know, Bill Gates was there. Of course, we're all talking about how you know COVID was a great opportunity to implement the Great Reset. Hmm. Interesting. This uh, happened in Dayburg. So anyway, you guys can Google it. I know it sounds crazy, but it's actually happening. And the fact that no one's talking about it is what's the scariest part. Or it could be not true at all. Yeah, I don't know why people would talk about him wanting it. And and read, the guy wrote a book about it called The Great Reset, COVID-19, the guy who is the head of the um, World Economic Forum. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know why he'd write a book about it, but I swear to you guys, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I just started looking around. Don't and, say um, but. Don't you say but now. Don't you say but. Keep going. <laughs> uh, uh, when, so, when the vaccine is out, Robin. When the vaccine is out, will you take it? No. You will, I will not, not take be it. taking this vaccine. All right. Uh, no, I will not be taking an mRNA, mRNA vaccine. So the one by Pfizer and uh, Moderna, I will not be taking. Now maybe the one from AstraZeneca, but uh, not not the not in and not. Yeah, no. Why? What's it? What's what's in it? <laughs> um, I just honestly the re- all the research I've done. Um, which you'll never find the stuff on, you know, mainstream websites or anything on Google because a lot of it's censored. Um, but if you go on like DuckDuckGo and other places that don't have as much censorship, um, you know, Bill Gates has been very involved with a lot of these vaccines. And and he, if you you guys can also do your research, he um, he's he's done some shady stuff in India and Africa before uh, that involved sterilization of of young women and, and things like that. And it's, it's very scary. I would not want to have anything to do that, that Bill Gates has had to do with any vaccine. <laughs> Greg is giving me this, like, I'm, I'm, you guys, I'm sorry, but you're welcome. Whoa, like, you guys don't, start don't apologize. Yourself. No, don't apologize. Um, yeah. So there's documented, there's, like, wow, really fired up, but, there's documented you know, proof gonna, that Bill Gates is sterilizing women in, in different countries. Um, he's actually been banned from India. He did some uh, uh, some some vaccinations there, and then they they had all of these side effects. And then also in Africa, um, you know, you'll see you'll see people trying to say it's not true. But if you go down to about probably the the bottom of the first page in Google and, and the second pages, you'll start seeing people talking about this information. Are you an anti-vaxer across the board? No, absolutely not. I've always, I always thought anti-vaxxers like, hey, why would you not want to get a vaccine? You know, um, or uh, why, why would you want to be put yourself susceptible? Um, but uh, I have started to do more research lately, and and wondering if if there's, you know, I, I, you know, honestly, Greg, I guess what twenty twenty has done for me has really caused me to wake up and question everything, um, like really just question everything, like. Like, uh, like one night I was uh, I was on a boondoggle on a rabbit hole looking up Jeffrey Epstein's log um, of flight log, for example. And I found out that one of my like all time uh, favorite barbecue chefs was like on that flight log. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, are you kidding me? And now come to find out he was, you know, um, Epstein's personal chef for a while. I but know I was exactly like, what you're talking about. <laughs> so I just, you wait, know, wait, I don't hold know. On, hold I on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, sorry. I lost track of time and I didn't stop my uh, auto triggers from going off there. I apologize. Um, who do you want to tell everybody who you're talking about? No, well, I just, um, I mean, I'm sure anyone can Google, but uh, I, I, yeah, I won't say anything. I'm not going to throw anyone, but I just, I'm just saying in my life right now, I feel like I've had like, the blinders lifted and I just question everything. I just research everything. I don't take anything for face value. Um, I encourage everyone to do their own research and not trust what um, anyone tells them, what the media tells them. Just really do your research and, and don't take things for what they appear. Robin, if you if you don't take anybody's word <laughs> for it, if you don't take mainstream media or whatever side of the thing you're on and you're doing your own research, I mean, to that point, who do you believe? Isn't everything you read an agenda-driven piece or somebody trying to make money this way or somebody trying to uh, make a point or get a following and, and they're saying this? Like, If you're questioning everything, where is the truth then? Is the truth then only what you I, care to believe? 
Well, no, I think you have to really dig in and, and you know, um, see for yourself. But what I will say is that um, there's been a lot of new, there's been a lot of information coming out and people are finding out how to get around a lot of networks that are doing so much censorship so that their voice can be heard. And there's a lot of new journalists and um, free thinkers out there that are, that are, you know, um, that are, that are sharing facts and sharing what's really going on. And it's really refreshing to see um, people doing that, you know? So, so for as many people who do have an agenda, I think there's a lot of people out there that really just want the truth with what's going on in the world to be heard and, and, you know, and, and are fighting, you know, are really fighting for the truth to be out there. Right. So, um, so there's always, there's always, you know, light always trumps darkness. Right. So, um, so yeah, light always trumps darkness. I'll just leave it at that. All right. Last question <laughs> before I let you go. And I have to ask, cause it's fun. Are you a flat earther? Nope. Thank God. I'm not, I swear I'm not crazy. I've just been very researched lately. <laughs> you don't say but. You just say, I swear I'm not crazy and end the sentence. When you say but, that means you might say something that's going to immediately contradict what you just said. Uh, look, go over to... There was a episode about that. That's right. There. Go over to grillgirl.com immediately and look at these gift ideas. Uh, I mean, who knows if they're going to make it in time. Shipping has been an abomination here over the last six to eight weeks or so. Uh, for various reasons, but there could be some things that spark an interest for you that are on that list or things that you didn't think of, and that's why she's been doing it for 10 years. This list has been coming out. Unbelievable. Uh, go to grillgirl.com otherwise, and you can see her right here on the third Tuesday of every month. Robin, always appreciate the time. Happy happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you uh, when you get there next week, and obviously, Happy New Year, and we will see you in 2021. All right, everyone. I hope everyone has an awesome holiday, and I appreciate you and your friendship, Greg, and I appreciate um, all those Barbecue Central fans out there. Y'all are awesome, and um, let's make 2021 a kick-ass year. Let's do it. There she is, Robin from Grill Girl right there. We're gonna, we are really going to try to make 2021 the best year ever. It can't be worse than this year. I mean, well, let me rephrase. It can always be worse, right? No doubt. Right, let me go back here. Here's a Wally Inskeep chiming in saying, Hey, Robin, good for you. That's right. You tell her, Wally. Good for you. Now let's see if I can figure this out. Because I totally blew my... I blew up my clock on both hours. Luckily, this isn't like a real radio show. So I don't have to worry about the clock. We just went a little long tonight. That's all right. Only three minutes right now. Uh, I'll talk to you quickly about the Barbecue Guru. Believing that outdoor cooking can be easy and fun with the Monolith Barbecue Guru Edition Grill. It's got a built-in power draft fan, the world's first unit, by the way, that has a power draft fan built into it. This means smarter control and greater freedom with automatic temperature control. Easily choose your cooking time and temperature and let the Monolith do the work of a sous chef or barbecue pit master. With minimal effort, you now have oven-like precision at the grill, and you can serve the tastiest, juiciest meals each and every time. Oh, yes. And by the way, if you have a Guru controller already, hook it up to the draft fan, and away you go. They have two new controllers if you want to take a look, the Nana-Q and the Ultra-Q, the Dyna-Q and the Ultra-Q. Those are the ones I'm trying to think of. And if you have any questions, 800-288-GURU. Or you can uh, visit the website and see the products that they have at bbqguru.com. That's bbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru continues to be a breakthrough in barbecue technology. We're going to wrap it up right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the number one most downloaded barbecue and grilling podcast anywhere. The Barbecue Central Show. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. Yeah, sorry about that. This portion brought to you by The Smoke Sheet, a free weekly newsletter that keeps you in the know on everything happening in the barbecue world. Brought to you by Sean Ludwig and Ryan Cooper, a.k.a. Barbecue Tourist and NYC BBQ on social media. BBQNewsletter.com is the website. 
a great all-in-one resource for the live fire industry. Thanks again to Robin for joining me the last two segments. And we'll see where we going to run out. Yeah. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Stephen Reichlin. He had some gift ideas for you as well as we get closer and closer to Christmas. So your time is running out. After Stephen, we talked with Andy Staples from The Athletic. He writes college football for them and is the authority in the country on college football. At Andy underscore Staples on the Twitter if you want to interact with him. Tell me you heard him on the show and how great he was. That replay will be available here in a couple hours. And then in the second hour, it was Robin from GrillGirl.com, Robin Lindar. She also has her gift guide out. Her 10th year doing it. Again, grillgirl.com and just look for the 2020 gift guide for her. And we talked about some trends and things that uh, bubbled up here in 2020 and what might be happening in 2021. Big show, big show, big two shows coming up as we close out the year. Embedded Correspondents are next week. Derek Riches is next week. We're going to be arguing about best of during the Embedded Correspondents segment five or six each of our best moments and we'll try and whittle them down into a winner and then the following week we will also just go over a best of 2020 in general your participation is asked for not required but would be appreciated so weigh in call in all that fun stuff September 11, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, this is your program host and proud U.S. American, Greg Rempe. Good night now. Hi, this is Gene Acasella from Port St. John, Florida, and you're listening to the Really Big Barbecue Central Show.